Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. The title for today is Four Phases of Developing Your Faith. Four Phases for Developing Your Faith. We talked about, you know, faith needing to be developed. We discussed the importance of it, why it's necessary, that um, faith isn't, it doesn't depend on the amount of faith you have, but how well developed is your faith. Has your faith gone through a testing so that it can strengthen your character? Are you allowing yourself? Are you understanding and having the right perspective about things that are going on in your life, understanding that it's not that you don't have enough faith. It's just that your faith is being developed. It's growing. It's taking over more capacity in your soul. It's, it's taking over more in your mind, will, and your emotions, right, which is your soul, making you, um, surrendering you in a capacity form to live by faith, right? People, we, we hear these things all the time, and we discuss them through different cliches and conversations of, you know, I live by faith, uh, you know, and, and understanding that faith requires us not to focus only on the things that we see right in front of us. Understanding faith is bigger than what we see. But I believe that sometimes the application of that is what's missing, right? And that's what we've been discussing is how do we really apply that? And my hope is that these conversations are helping you to kind of apply it by being able to examine your life through the lens of what we've been talking about, right? Because that's what application is. It's taking your life. It's looking through the lens of your life at the information that's being given to you and seeing how it applies, okay? So today we're going to discuss the four phases of developing your faith. When I left off, I'd say that we would go into that and I think we've covered enough of the the introduction leading up to it. If you haven't, go back and listen to Monday's um, Wisdom Inspired. So today we're going to talk about the four phases. Four phases, and I believe there's others, right? But today I'm only touching on these four. I think it's about all we can handle, right? <laughs> so the first phase is the nesting phase. This nesting phase is when the idea usually drops in our mind, right? That's when the desire or the thought or this thing that God gives us that we now have faith in us to believe for, right, comes to us. We think about it, you know, if we say nesting, we use that term, but we've been referring to faith as a seed. Planting that seed is sort of a nesting, right? You've got to plant it within the right soil, right, in the environment, there's a scripture where God talks about, you know, when certain things fall upon the ground and he's referring to the environment of where things have been placed. So it's always important that this stage is the stage to whether I see actually takes root or not, right? If, if our soil isn't correct, this phase reveals that to us, right? If there's still some things that have to be worked out in us, and let me, para, let me, let me do a sidebar here. All of us are always still a work in progress. I don't care what phase, what stage you're in, how well you can see and apply things in your life, things will still happen. Things will still test your faith at different levels in your life. So none of us are never exempt from this, right? We never arrive to perfectly understanding this. The goal is to ultimately be able to come to a place where you recognize it a lot sooner, Okay. All right, so as I was saying, the nesting phase, this is where the seed gets planted in the soil, right? Typically, when you first put a seed in there, it don't have roots yet, 
right? It hasn't adapted to the soil or the environment in which it's been planted. It's still a seed. And this this is a very, uh, one of the most sensitive areas because oftentimes we get so excited about the idea that God has given us, we start to pull that seed up out the ground. What do I mean by that? This is the phase where we start to tell everybody what God told us. God told me, and God said this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But there's, you haven't put any action behind it yet. It's still too early. It's, it's a little bit too soon, right? You, you may not be telling it to the right people, right? And oftentimes it's so exciting to us because we can't even fathom and believe that God would even pour something so great of an idea and of a vision in front of us. Prime example is Joseph. You know, people have said Joseph was showing off in front of his brothers and all that. I just simply think Joseph was like many of us. He was excited because he got a vision, right? He had a seed of faith planted in him by God, and he got so excited about it, right, that he had to go run and tell his brothers. Well, it just set off a domino effect of things, right, in his life. And I believe in this nesting phase, it is important for us to take the time to really Seek God, seeking his understanding, seeking the strengthening, thanking him and worshiping him for giving us the vision rather than uh, boasting about having received the vision. Because it's in this phase, in this nesting phase, that if you do not allow the seed to stay in the soil long enough to take root, you will falter, you'll lose it, right? You won't gain the proper respect necessary for the positive idea that God has given you, right? But we see even in the story of Joseph, things still happen, and that's not to imply that his brothers wouldn't already do something to him because they already didn't like him, right? But I kind of think he advanced it a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) And oftentimes we do that same thing in our lives. Things are going to happen because that's just life. There's going to be challenges, obstacles. The enemy sends different uh, spirits and all of his angels to come up against us. That's just normal. But sometimes there are things that we can do to advance it because it's in this nesting phase where we ought to be allowing that seed to rest in that soil where it's us and God communicating about it, getting clear, praising God, giving him thanks for allowing such a vision to come to you, helping, uh, asking him to help you mature into the person necessary to see that vision physically manifest in your life, right? It's very important that pretty much in this nesting phase, it's just that. Let the seed nest, okay? The second phase is the testing phase. This is when your ideas must be tested. Now they're coming in, um, they're going to be questions that you are going to have to ask yourself that are going to be based on your value system. This is where if you don't already have a value system, one gets you started to develop one. You started to recognize how you're missing values. You're starting to recognize how you're missing boundaries and things in your life. You start to see things in your life a little bit differently rather than blaming other people. You start to see and take a little bit more responsibility as to why these things are happening, why these things are occurring. And, and you, it, it kind of seems like the puzzle starts to get together because what's actually happening is the seed now is beginning to sprout roots in this soil. And it's leading you to understand that there's a value system, which are your roots, that's going to be necessary in order for what it is that you've been given the idea to stand on right? You want the final rose garden. You want the rose to grow, but that rose has to have some roots. 
we had a rose bush in our front. We had one in our front yard. We still have one in our backyard, but we had we had to get the one in the front dug up because it was just. I don't know how many of you have ever had a rose bush, but I'm telling you, it has roots that can run from everywhere. Okay, um, because as that rose bush grows, the roots just begin to multiply in numbers. You just you can't believe it. But when you think about how big a rose bush gets, imagine the amount of roots necessary to to keep such a large rose bush blooming, right? That's the same thing with your faith. When that big vision that he gave you comes to pass, there's going to have to be so many roots of a value system in you that's going to have to keep you stabilized because if it's not, it will, it will ruin you, right? If there aren't enough roots and the, and the bush grows too big, it's, the, the, it's going to die, right? So it's in this testing phase where you're going to be tested by asking the questions that rise, up, that rise up as a result of the value system that you have or don't have or have yet to fully develop. Because decision-making is going to be very vital and important. Anytime our faith is involved, anything that God gives us as a vision, we have to be very good decision-makers, right? And decision-making becomes real easy when there are no contradictions to our value systems. When you have things that come up, we talk about this, we've done this, you know, with different clients. We always talk about what are your core values because you have to understand who you are. You have to understand what is most important to you. You have to understand what, you, what your non-negotiables are in life. And that comes from a spiritual standpoint. It comes from a relational standpoint. It comes from a financial standpoint. All of those areas in your life have to have a, a root system a value system of what is most important to you. Because if you don't, you'll find yourself making decisions based on what other people want, and they will cause contradictions to your value system. And all the time while it's not working, you're thinking it's something you're doing wrong. Well, probably it is because you're going against your value system. You're participating in something that doesn't sit right with you. It questions your integrity, your personal, your self-integrity, not integrity with other people, but with you. Right? Because we don't talk enough about being honest with ourselves because we think it's more important from a relational standpoint to be seen and, 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 and accepted in other people's eyes that we'll deny ourselves. Well, we know all the time that's not something we should or want to be doing. Questions like, is this really necessary? Right? Is this idea given to me something necessary? Is it really a human need feeling idea? Can it be inspiring to others? These questions test your motives. These test your intentions. They test why you're doing it. Why do you want it? Why are you going through it? It's a form of humbling you, right, to be able to stand and serve when this vision manifests, right? It's about when the Holy Spirit has time to search your heart and reveal to you places in you that are no longer serving you, hindering you, holding you back, certain ideas in your will, your mind, and your emotions that are, are, are more detrimental to you, it's sort of a pruning process is what the testing phase is, okay? It's making sure that your faith, when acted upon and firmly embraced, will cause your life and your activity to be an inspiration to others so that they become better or they achieve more in their life as a result of seeing you. You got to make sure you're healthy, Right? You got to make sure you live in healthy. Look, again, look at the story of Joseph. When Joseph was put in a way, 
all the people in the prison, they, they, it tells you in Scripture how they watched Joseph, how he was always able to continue to work and excel despite being a prisoner, right? His life spoke for him, okay? In the third phase, and I'm going to move a little quickly because I don't want to take up our time. I'm already got one minute left. So investing phase, investing phase is number three. This is where you make the public commitment. This is the place where you begin to announce or talk about what that is, that thing that God is doing, that vision. And not so much talk about it from a sense of just having conversation, but this is where it becomes publicly known. It's where you may commit your time, your money, your energy, right? This is where you start to align. You start to get the business website. You start to get your business registered. You start to do more homework as to how, what type of business model you want. This is where you start to really take action, right? That's the investing phase. You're investing yourself into this vision. This is also another sensitive phase, just like phase one. And the reason it is, is because oftentimes in this phase, we have begun to look at other people. We're measuring our beginning by somebody else's middle. We're assuming that when we launch our business, we're supposed to be 200 years ahead in the amount of clients we have, the amount of products that sold. We think as soon as we launch, we're supposed to sell out. We think as soon as we have our first webinar, we're supposed to be standing in front of an arena of people. We think that we're supposed to all of a sudden have the popularity that has come from businesses that's been around for years. They talk about you want to be the next McDonald's, but do you know how long it took McDonald's to become the McDonald's we know today. This is the phase in the investing where oftentimes if you do not have the right perspective, you can find yourself going back through phases one and two, right? We'll start a new business. We'll start a new seed and a new idea, and we go through the testing again because when we get to the number three and we have to start investing, we have the wrong perspective about where we should be right now. We think we ought to be the prime minister when all the vision showed Joseph was that he was, his family was going to bow to him. Right? Y'all got to follow me here. I know I'm talking fast, but I hope y'all catching and, 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 you know, catching on to it. In this investing phase, it is very important that you keep your eyes on the very thing that God has told you. You have to believe. You have to allow your emotions of embarrassment, failure, or shame, or feeling like you're not where you should be. You have to surrender those things unto God. You have to believe and know that his faith does not fail you. Only you can fail your faith. You have to know that you are where you should be doing exactly what you should be doing at the time that you should be doing it. You have to be willing to allow the process to work. This is where you buy into the God's timing and your timing is now being eradicated. You're giving into God's timing of bringing things to pass. You're still allowing the Holy Spirit to do its work in and on you so that you can be prepared for the things that you are going to be uh, having to serve in once it's manifested in your life. And finally, our fourth phase is the arresting phase, right? Arresting phase. I thought this was real key because it's sort of like they take you in, right? They, they put the handcuffs on you. They bring you in. This is the seed. This is the moment where you see a little sprout of the flower starting to come up to the top in the soil, right? It has already started to produce. This is where you've made the commitment. You've put in the risk capital that's necessary, right? And now you're off to running. And then smack dab into problems. Here's an attack. 
here's troubles that seem to block you. Here's where you start to feel like you've been defeated. This is the thing that you start to think, I made a mistake. I never should have stepped out this far. This is where you start to realize the vision is too big for you. This is where you start to realize and come into a realization that you must have your full dependency of your personality, your mind, your will, and your emotions on God, that who you are depends on him. You're not perfect in your own sight, but through him you are perfect. This is the phase where you start to realize and buy in to how much God loves you, how much he has already believed in you, right? But it is also the phase where he's going to test you a little bit more before victory. He's testing you in this phase to make sure you're going to be dependable. He's going to be sure that he can depend on you to do the thing that you have been called to do, making sure that when you arrive to the destination, you're grateful for being there, understanding that God can trust you with the success that he has blessed you with. This is the place where you begin to see the humility in your own self, where you begin to understand that you're humble enough to handle and serve when the big prize is handed to you. This is the place where you begin to realize you're simply God's servant. The vision was never about you, but it was always about God. It was always about what he was doing and how he wanted you to be a picture of what he's doing to the lives of other people. Now, I know that the testing that takes place in this phase is not terminal. It's not killing what has been done for you. It's just making sure that you're refined and being polished so that you can be on display when the vision manifests. Okay? Well, I know I went real quickly today through a couple of these phases, but I really hope you got what was necessary for you. But just go back and play it again and listen to it over again and over and over and over again and share it with others. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.